Welcome to TripCast, a podcast for believers. Terry Tripp here. Now, at the time of recording this podcast, it is actually my nanny's birthday. And although my nanny's been in heaven for some years now, I always think about her maybe a little bit more during the Christmas season because she loved Christmas so much and she loved singing Christmas songs and Christmas carols. My nanny was my grandma. She always told me to call her nanny because she said a nanny was like a second mom and that's what she wanted to be to me and my sister and and that's, that's what she was. She was a second mom. Now, her favorite Christmas song was one that I didn't really pay much attention to when I was younger, but as an adult, I went back to really study the lyrics. And it, it, it seems powerful to me. And that Christmas song is called The Little Drummer Boy. It describes a poor little boy who's summoned by the Magi, you know, the three wise men, to the nativity of Jesus. The little boy doesn't have a gift to bring, so he plays his drum for Jesus instead. Now, most of the song is the phrase, pum and because of that, sometimes the lyrics are often kind of overlooked, and people just know the song as a little drummer boy, and they know the phrase, pum but I think it's a song that can be much more powerful, because I think the song teaches us the foundation of Christian worship. So let's break it down a little bit without all the pum pumming. It begins with, Come, they told me, a newborn king to see. So here we see that the wise men have informed a poor little boy, a drummer boy, about the coming of Christ. And it continues, Our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king. They're bringing Christ their finest gifts gifts with important symbolic purpose, not just random stuff. And notice here, it doesn't say a king, but they say the king. So it seems like they understand the divinity of the situation here. Some believe it's most likely due to their knowledge in astronomy, which might be why they're known as the wise men. Um, Noticing the star in Matthew chapter 2, But how would the wise men have known that the star was related to the newborn king and then to actually follow it for the purpose of worshiping the new king? Psalm 19.1 states, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Is there something valuable about studying astronomy? And definitely not astrology. But maybe there's more to God's arrangement of the universe than just pure randomness. Maybe there's a specific order to where the stars and planets are placed, and and just maybe that tells something of God's character. What if there's something to all of it that goes beyond the ancient stories of myths to the very revealing of the one true God? Also, the gifts they bring have powerful symbolism. As most of you know, gold was a symbol of kingship of earth, frankincense was a symbol of deity, and myrrh was a symbol of death. So, these guys seem to know a little bit more about Jesus than some of the disciples in the early parts of the Gospels. I mean, they knew that Jesus was king, they knew that Jesus was God, and they knew that his death would be significant. So, to honor him, this is the reason they came, to honor their new king, the king. I think worship would have been a good word to use here as it talks about that in Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. But of course, we honor Jesus by worshiping him. 
I believe the word honor was specifically chosen, though, to show the kingship of Christ. Wow, what a great contrast of the king not even having a crib. The song continues with the little drummer boy saying, Little baby, I'm a poor boy too. He relates to Jesus being in that manger, the feeding structure for animals. He knows that Jesus knows what it's like to be without. Jesus is no stranger to what we're going through. John chapter 1 Verse 14 states, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love those two words together, grace and truth. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 states, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to, to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. The little drummer boy recognizes the glory of God as he looks into that manger and says, I have no gift to bring that's fit to give our King. He accepts the divinity of Christ and knows all that he has to offer does not seem worthy. The little boy comes up with an idea. All that he has, his very identity being a little drummer boy makes him take out his drum and ask permission from Jesus's mother if he can play it for Jesus. Mary nodded. The ox and lamb kept time. So in scripture, the ox is often a symbol of strength and power. We can see that in Numbers chapter 23, verse 22. Whereas the lamb is the sacrificial animal. Scripture shows Christ as both the sacrificial lamb and the powerful king. And here, the animals, God's very own creation, help join in worshiping. The little drummer boy says, I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. Like the little drummer boy, we too come to the conclusion that what we have to give God just does not seem fit for our King. So what do we do? We worship Him with all we have. We give Him our very best. We worship Him with our entire identity, our entire life. We call this a lifestyle worship, a worship that takes place beyond the Sunday morning time of music. How does Jesus respond to this? <laughs> Well, in the song, this, this is my favorite part. Then he smiled at me, me and my drum. Christmas seasons are often very busy. And sometimes we fall into this idea of Christmas magic. And we want that special magic Christmas spirits. We are like good old Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown Christmas, trying to figure out what will make us happy this holiday season. It's not all about parties or people or presents, but it is about being in his presence. Maybe the little drummer boy couldn't sing very well. If so, I could identify with him. He didn't have money for keeping up with the gifts of the Magi. He was young, he was poor, he was without. But he worshiped God with everything he had, with him and his drum. And this pleased Jesus in the song. Our lifestyle worship pleases God, as true worship is not just an experience that happens. 
It's us living our entire life as a sacrifice unto the Lord. As Romans chapter 12, 1 states, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, I know there was no drummer boy recorded in the biblical story of the nativity, but I like to think somewhere, sometime in history, there was a little boy out there worshiping God through playing his drum, however that looked, wherever it was. Because I know in times in my life, I've worshiped God through playing my drum. This being one of my nanny's favorite Christmas songs, I think about her maybe growing up poor and offering her voice, her drum, which was her voice up to God and worshiping God that way and her loving Christmas so much. And now I look back at it and I think, man, her having a little grandson grow up as a drummer, because that was my first instrument, and seeing me worship God through playing my drums, maybe that made her like this song a little bit more. And of course, I really miss her. There's been times in life where I didn't always have the words to sing. I didn't know what to say, but I knew I could strum on my guitar or play a drum. This Christmas, we sometimes think about those who are no longer here. And I don't have a solution for that. I don't have an answer that's going to make everything better. All I can say is that in those times where we're missing those who aren't here, worship Jesus. I know Jesus is our only hope. You can worship him through all that you do and all who you are. Parapapum pum.